listener production. The transition to renewable energy is here, but it's creating a big waste problem. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto, and this is The Science Briefing, a podcast about the science of everything. As the world rolls out more solar panels, wind turbines, and batteries, we're slowly cleaning up electricity. But these technologies don't last forever, and the waste from dead renewables tech is piling up fast. So how do we get rid of them when they die? Today, Cosmos Magazine journalist Ellen Fidian on recycling renewable technology and how the transition to green energy is in desperate need of a green waste solution. Okay, Ellen, I want to talk to you about three different renewable energy technologies. So that's wind turbines, solar panels, and also batteries that store renewable energy. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I want to start with wind turbines. And I need to ask you straight out the gate about some really wacky research. This research looked at how old wind turbine blades could be turned into, now wait for it, tell me if this is right, gummy bears? Correct. I absolutely loved reporting on this. There's a team of researchers in the US that have made this resin, which can be used to make blades for wind turbines. The resin's made out of these glass fibers and a couple of different types of polymers, and it's completely recyclable. So you can constitute it straight back into another wind turbine blade. So the way the researchers did this was they dissolved the wind turbine blades with this thing called methyl methacrylate, which is a synthetic liquid. Um, It's used as a precursor to some resins in chemistry, like dental cement. Okay. And then they can manually remove all of the glass fibers used to make the wind turbine blade, reuse those and make more wind turbine blades out of it. But they can also use the other materials in other things. So it could be turned into plastic, lights, bench tops, nappies, and even gummy bears. What the hell? Like, how can this resin be used in a wind turbine blade, but also be edible. That's very troubling. Honestly, having been in a chemistry lab, if you get the opportunity to eat your research, you absolutely take it. (laughs) Because 90% of the time, (laughs) you're working with stuff that's so dangerous. Um, But yeah, the X resin can be turned into potassium lactate. So this is a really common flavor enhancer in drinks and lollies and stuff. And the researchers did actually take that resin and turn it into potassium lactate and then make it into a couple of gummy bears, which they ate. And they were very pleased with themselves for having done that. Okay, that is amazing. I'm still on the fence. I'm not sure if I'd necessarily eat those gummy bears yet, but cool. Very very good to know. (laughs) I'll get you some for Christmas. Now let's dive in a little bit deeper into other ways to recycle wind turbines. What else is possible here? So recycling wind turbines is mostly pretty easy. The wind turbine tower is high quality steel. It's also got some other metals like iron, copper, some alloys, some aluminium. All of those things are really very easy to recover and reuse. Okay. So they basically strip the paint off the turbine with a sandblaster and then melt down the steel and use it again. The problem is the blades of the wind turbines. So the blades are fiberglass or sometimes carbon fiber. Fiberglass is really very, very difficult to recycle. It's made of these very, very fine fibers that are a few thousandths of a millimeter in length. 
And it's this composite material, so you can't really just melt it down and reconstitute it. I mean, the whole reason they use it is how strong and how incredibly difficult to break down it is. So then when you do need to break it down, that becomes a problem. Yeah, for sure. And it's also worth keeping in mind these blades are massive. They're between 40 and 90 metres long. Sometimes they're even longer than that these days. So we're not just talking about little pieces of fibreglass. Mm. And on top of that, Australia at the moment doesn't have any facilities for recycling fibreglass. And this is an issue in most parts of the world as well. So realistically, what are the options here when these turbines reach the end of their life if they're so hard to recycle? There's really two things you can do. So one is extending the life of existing turbines. This is the best thing you can do whenever it's possible. Basically, what that means is a lot of preventative maintenance um, and a lot more detailed maintenance, keeping an eye on the things before you need to fix them and assessing them to make sure they're still operating, keeping the electronics up to date. The other thing you can do is wait for a fiberglass recycling industry to emerge in Australia. There's a few facilities that are recycling fiberglass in the US now. There's one in Germany as well. At one facility in the US, the turbine blades are cut into smaller pieces on site and then taken to this plant where they're shredded into a material that can be used in cement manufacturing. Okay. But because the recycling process is so difficult, there are very few facilities in the world that do this at the moment. So it's a goal to work towards, but it's not something we can depend on in the short term. Okay, let's move on to solar panels. How do they fare when it comes to recycling them? Solar is possibly even more pressing. So let's take a look at the kind of scale of the problem. Obviously, Australia is a world leader in rooftop solar installations. We've been 10 times faster at building them than the global per capita average. Wow. And there's this looming solar waste problem as the first generation of these panels are starting to get to the end of their lives. It's been estimated that by 2035, there could be 100,000 tonnes of used solar panels headed to landfill. That's huge. Yeah. And as well as the early rooftop solar units, the large solar farms that were built a decade ago are going to start reaching the end of their life as well. So the next few years, we really have to speed up what we're going to be doing with this waste. It's kind of crunch time. Yeah. So how do we avoid this? Like, how do we recycle them? It's worth investigating what's in the solar panel. So a typical solar panel, usually a type of crystalline solar panel, it's got silicon, copper, silver, small amounts of lead, and quite a lot of aluminium. Aluminium's the biggest part of the structure. It's really, really easy to recycle, but it's also very, very easy to mine and refine, and it's quite carbon intensive to mine and refine. Because aluminium mining is really efficient and cheap, there might not be as much incentive for people to recycle it from solar panels. The other materials, there are way less of them in the panels, but they're also much trickier to extract and reuse. So when it comes to actually recycling these bits of the solar panels, the basic process is shredding them into millions of pieces and then separating those pieces out and making them into new items. Unlike wind turbines, we do have facilities dedicated to recycling solar panels in Australia. So one example is PV recycling. They're currently recycling about 2,000 panels a week. They use this process called pyrolysis, which is basically heating materials up to a point where they, what's called thermally decompose. So basically they break down. Those 
raw materials can go back to manufacturers as fresh silicon or silver or for use in more solar panels or other stuff that uses those metals. So we're a bit further along when it comes to recycling solar panels than wind turbines, but we have a way to go if we're going to be ready to handle the sheer scale of waste when the first generation of panels reach the end of their life. And finally, batteries, Ellen, so namely lithium-ion batteries. These will be crucial tools when it comes to storing renewable energy, so energy generated by wind turbines and solar panels, but they're also used in electric vehicles. So we're going to see these being rolled out massively You know, as more and more EVs come onto the market. How do we recycle these? So lithium-ion batteries are even more variable. They can have a lot of different metals inside them depending on the manufacturer. Obviously lithium. There can also be cobalt, graphite, copper, all sorts of different things. At the moment, the way we recycle them is sorting them and then discharging them to stop them from setting fire to waste streams. So they either get soaked in salt solutions or we use like technology that discharges them for bigger batteries. Then they're taken apart. Often they're taken apart manually because they're so variable in size and shape and function that it's kind of tricky to get like an automated process that does that. Right. And then the metals are extracted through this process called metallurgy. At the moment, Australia only recycles about 10% of our lithium-ion battery waste. Compared to, say, lead-acid batteries, so traditional car batteries, we recycle 98% of them. So there's way, way more we could be doing with these batteries at the end of their lives. So Ellen, when it comes to renewable technology reaching the end of its life and ultimately preventing as much of this waste from going to landfill, what are we actually doing to enforce this here in Australia? The short answer is not enough. We need stronger regulations and legislation around all of this. It's very patchy when it comes to the responsibility for the end of life of these things and diverting renewables and tech waste from landfill. It's kind of hard to tell who's in charge of that. Mm -hmm. With solar panels, there's no federal legislation in Australia on how to manage their end of life. Victoria is the only state with um, some real legislation in it. Right. And the regulation around battery recycling is also super patchy because it's kind of a local council discussion. So it really differs council to council. It's, It's very tricky to manage. In 2020, the federal government did introduce a ban on exporting a bunch of different types of waste, and that's coming in progressively, and the aim is to boost local recycling facilities. But there's still gaps in the legislation for things to slip through. So look, the renewable energy transition is exciting and absolutely necessary, but we do need to think about the fact this technology has an end-of-life stage, and we need to start thinking about how to manage that. And lastly, I think it's worth noting, we've been talking a lot about the recycling, obviously, but you know that old primary school mantra, reduce, reuse, recycle, it's in that order for a reason. It's always better to reduce your use of something in the first place. And if you can't do that, it's always better to reuse something before you're taking it to the recycling stage. So there's so much we can do before we have to send this old tech to a recycling facility to prevent the waste from going to landfill, to prevent it from needing to be recycled in the first place. Ellen Fidian is a science journalist for Cosmos Magazine. You can read more of Ellen's reporting by heading to cosmosmagazine.com. Also, if you're a fan of the show, don't forget to subscribe. You can download the Listener app to listen for free 
or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Just search The Science Briefing and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. The Science Briefing is produced by Listener and the Royal Institution of Australia. This episode was produced by Jake Morecambe. Mixing by Dave Stein. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto. Catch you next time. Thank you.